Welcome to Woodbridge Wonder. Join our host, Nicole Canole, realtor and CEO of Easton Ivy Homes, as she discovers the people behind the many incredible small businesses that make up our dynamic community. Greetings, Wanderers. This is Nicole Knoll, and I'm here with Nathalie Omar, the owner of So Bohemian in Occoquan. Nathalie started her business in July of 2007 while working full-time. Her goal was to establish a business while working so she could have something to do upon retiring. So Bohemian offers an eclectic mix of international and designer fashions, accessories, and handcrafted jewelry. And everything in there is absolutely fabulous. And it's funny because my neighbors, they're, they're the ones who told me about your store because they have these beautiful tie-dye jumpsuits and beautiful dresses. And then my friend Nisha, who owns Rooted, she came in there and bought all this stuff. I'm like, oh my God, she's so fabulous. We have to have her on here. So welcome, Nathalie. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for inviting me, and I'm very honored to be here. Oh, yay. Okay, so let's just start back in the beginning. You know, you said that you were working full-time. What kind of made, got this idea of, like, starting the, the boutique and all that? Take me through your headspace. Well, actually, um, when my kids were young, I always wanted... I used to do a lot of thrift shopping. Yeah. And I always wanted to have my own little store. Oh. And so this is back when my daughter was five, six years old. Uh Uh-huh. So you see how long it took to come to fruition because she is now going to be 38 this month. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it took years. Um, But I think, I do believe that things happen in their own time and Mm -hmm. when they're supposed to Mm -hmm. and when you're ready. So anyway, um, the way I got started with my boutique, my husband and I stopped in Occoquan and we had dinner, and afterwards we started walking around uh-huh. and looking at all the little shops. And I said, oh, wow, I would love to have a little shop here. Yeah. So the last stop, the shop that we stopped in, I ran into a lady. We had been vendors uh-huh. at an event. And I said, oh, this is where you are. She said, yes, and we chit-chatted for a minute. And then I said, I would love to have a little store here. So she said, there's a space next door to me mm-hmm. that's open. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, okay. She showed me the space. I contacted the owner, Uh and we decided on a year lease. Wow, that's pretty incredible that they're just like, well, just try it. Let's see if this works. You know what I figured? I said, I'll give it a year. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. If it doesn't work out, then I'll close. Mm Mm-hmm. So here I am now, 14 years later. Oh, my goodness. You know, whenever you're a small business owner, I find in the very beginning that you have to rely on the support of everyone around you. And I know it's completely your thing. However, you know, what did your family do? You know, I know that they support you in all sorts of ways. So, you know, you have your two children and then your husband. So talk about their involvement. Okay. I always call on my husband when I need strong arms. That's right. Okay. (laughs) He does provide a lot of emotional support. Sometimes he'll give me suggestions. Sometimes I take it. And sometimes (laughs) Sometimes I don't. don't. (laughs) Um, And he has a really good eye for fashion, even though he doesn't dress up a lot anymore. But he can come into the store and say, you know, I think you should start putting these things together so that you already have an outfit put together. They don't have to 
take one piece from here and one piece from there, they can already see the outfit. It's a great so idea. So every now and then, when I want to stroke his ego, <laughs> I'll say, honey, can you come and help me put some outfits together? Uh, you know, just from your perspective, uh-huh. what a man would like to see a woman dressed in. Now, that's cute. What an interesting way of spinning that. Okay, I see you. Love that. My husband used to buy most of my clothing when I worked full time. Wow. Okay. Well, that is not, everyone does not have that luxury of having a man with great style. So kudos to you, Mr. Bohemian. Uh, (laughs) Uh, And you mentioned that your daughter, she helps you with craft shows and things whenever you guys are doing bigger events. Yeah. Yes. We have a craft show twice a year. We have the spring craft show and the fall craft show. Mm -hmm. So my daughter will come and help me with the craft show because the crowd is just amazing. And I usually like to have three people at working together, myself with two assistants, one outside in the booth and one to run back and forth between the store and the booth because I have a booth in front of my store and the stores open during the craft show. So what I do is I encourage people to come in and pay for their merchandise. Right. And that way they get a chance to come in and experience So Bohemian. Oh, that's fun. So you get to set up right in front of your shop then on the the sidewalk there. That's great. If I don't set up in front of my shop, then someone else will have a tent in front of my store. Mm -mm. No, (laughs) we're not having that. Not having that. That's fun. So you sell a lot. Like what during the craft show, is it everything that you sell or is it mostly jewelry or kind of what does that look like? What I do is I create a miniature store in the booth. Mm-hmm. So I'll have clothing. I'll have jewelry. I'll have baskets. Um, sometimes I'll put the soaps out as well. And um, scarves, sarongs, just a little mixture of yeah, what's just in a little the store. taste to bring them inside. Exactly, I love it. And then they'll come right into the store from there. They get a chance to cool off mm-hmm. and to really, like I said, experience the store. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the jewelry and soaps because that I know whenever I'm shopping in Aquaquan, that's what I'm looking for a lot. Is because I really love custom pieces. So, where are you finding your jewelry from? Like, where do you source from? I source jewelry from Colombia, and the jewelry that I have from Colombia is handmade jewelry uh, that is made by an indigenous tribe of people called the Wayu. And the women in the tribe, they um, weave the jewelry and They also weave baskets, well, bags that are called mochilas. Mm. But the jewelry is handmade and the jewelry has meaning. The symbols in the jewelry have meaning. Wow. And so um, I think it's, I have a couple of pieces myself and I really feel good when I wear the pieces because I know that someone put their heart into the beading of the jewelry. I also have jewelry that is handmade in Turkey. Beautiful. Is that like one? If you guys could see the jewelry that she has on today, it's gorgeous. I was asking her about that before we kind of started talking about this. It's like some things look like it's, you know, it looks like a nail that was formed into this beautiful piece of uh, art around her wrist. So these are the kind of things that you have in in the store. And I also have handmade jewelry that is made in Laos, L-A-O-S. And this jewelry is made by one family in Laos. And it is 
no, I'm sorry, 996 to 999 pure silver. Wow. The jewelry is so fine and so detailed. It's beautiful jewelry. And like I said, there's only one family that makes this jewelry. So it took about two years of me watching it Mm -hmm. and being able to form that relationship. And also being able to invest in it too, because it's a little pricey, but the jewelry is stunning. It's absolutely stunning. And I have jewelry um, that is from Mali, Mm -hmm. West Africa. And that jewelry is made by the Tuareg people, which are nomads that live in the desert, and they are known for their artistry in jewelry making. Who knew? That's incredible to be able to to have that kind of art over here on such a uh, global, you know, setting. That's and awesome. also Tibet too. Yeah, I'd, l- I'd love Tibetan anything. <laughs> so I'm I can't wait to go over there and check all this jewelry out. This is. Because I've been in for, you know, for the clothes and the jumpsuits that I keep talking about. I'm like, it's so many colors. I love it. But I've never really took time to look at the jewelry. So that'll be my next adventure going over for sure. Um, so you're in the, your bath and body products, too. We briefly talked about that. But it's, you know, organic, fair trade, all that kind of stuff. Where How did that come about and who makes it for you? I was actually a vendor at an event. And the vendor next to me... Their soaps were filling the air, Mm. the fragrance and the bath bombs and the lotions. Um, So I just had a conversation with them and said, I need to have that in my store. And the soaps are organic. Mm -hmm. I believe there are about 20 different soaps that they make. Uh, Goat's milk, uh, seaweed, um, one that's called Mankind that smells so good, like a man, cologne <laughs> on, um, lemongrass. They have a wide variety of uh, soaps, and they also make out-of-this-world bath bombs. You mentioned that they were better than, they smelled better than Lush, and not, not I even... I, should, I don't know if I should say that. Yes, but. you absolutely should say that. I love Lush bath bombs, but if you're telling me that I can get them for less expensive and they smell better, honey, sign me up. Yes. <laughs> when you use one of their bath bombs, when you get out of the bathtub, you're just feeling so relaxed. You smell amazing, and you sleep well. I love and it. Their soaps are clay-based, and so the soaps are really good for detoxing, and the bath bombs have three different salts in them. So it's really good for cleansing mm-hmm. and detoxifying. Okay, so now I have to go buy salts. There are the bath bombs, and I need to go buy my jewelry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited for what I'm about to buy. Okay, so we were talking about, you know, you started your store, and it was kind of off the beaten path, but you have to tell me, why Occoquan? You told me this prior to being on the mic, but you've got to share it. It's so cute. Okay. My husband and I were on our way to Georgetown to go hang out and have dinner. Traffic was horrendous. So he said, let's go to Occoquan instead. And I was fighting and kicking. I'm like, no, I don't want to go there. (laughs) So we got off the road, 95, and we um, went to one of the restaurants in Occoquan And after we had dinner, we decided to walk around and window shop. Everyone was closed. So as we walk up and down the streets, and then we decided to go through the alley. 
So the last store that we stopped at in the alley, I ran into a lady that uh, was a vendor with me at a Christmas event. And I had mentioned to her how I loved her store and that I always wanted to have my own little boutique. So she said, there's a space next door and it's available. So she gave me the number to the owner. I contacted the owner and she allowed me to look at the space and we had a chat and she decided to grant me a lease for a year. Now, when initially when I started, I was back in the alley uh-huh. in Occoquan. So where is the alley at? Is that over there, like where Grind and Crepe and all that is? Exactly. Is Ooh, what a horrible place for foot traffic. <laughs> it was a horrible beginning, but also I looked at it as a place where I learned, where I grew, where I cried a lot because yeah. I didn't have any customers. Oh. I'm sitting in there by myself all the time, and I'm like, maybe I bit off more than I could chew. Mm-hmm. But then seven months later, a space opened up on the main street. Mm-hmm. So because I was having flooding issues right, in my space. How interesting. Was it flooding because of just the location of it or fl- because of... Does Aquaquan normally flood or not so much? There have been floods there, but uh-huh. what was happening was the way the building was situated, the runoff from the rain, oh. it was seeping into the floor. Yeah. And well, that's not a great thing for a beautiful clothing boutique. No, <laughs> we're talking mold and mildew. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. So I spoke to the owner and she really didn't want to put any money into the place. So mm. I said, well, I think I'm going to have to break my lease because... Um, I'm going to have mold and mildew in here. You're going to destroy my product. Right. Yeah. So she said, okay, well, that's fine with me. Oh, wow. And then the place on uh, Mill Street opened up. Right. Timing was amazing. Uh Uh-huh. So I talked to the owner there. And even though I was a new business, she decided to give me a chance. Incredible. And so I moved in there seven months later. <laughs> and uh, the rest is history as far as the timing. Yeah. So now, it's, it, like I said, it's 14 years later. 14 years later and you're still standing strong. That's incredible. How did yes. you guys fare during COVID? Um, actually, during COVID, I closed for three months, mm-hmm. March through June through the beginning of June. So mm-hmm. the first weekend in June, I opened up and it was like the floodgates. And COVID year was my best year in business. That warms my heart to hear that because for so many, that's not the case. I know. Wow. I am very grateful, yeah. very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's unbelievable to me. Right. It was one of my best years. <sighs> that's a truly a blessing. So I'm happy to hear that. Uh, so let's start. So, so let's start back with whenever you did you actually open after retirement or did you still you were still doing this together as far as like being dual dual career, essentially, as like a small business owner. And what, so two part question, what did you do prior to opening the shop? Okay. And then um, did you transition after retirement or did you do both for a while? Do you want to know where I used to work? Where did you used to work? I worked for ExxonMobil. So nothing to do with it. (laughs) I was in the marketing department Uh of fuels, lubes, and specialties. Wow. And um, it was a great job, uh, great benefits, Uh great coworkers. Um, So I started my business in 2007, and I was still working really hard full time. Uh Uh-huh. So what I did initially was 
I opened my store only on Saturdays and Sundays. Wow. So I had eight days out of the month to make my bills. Right. You know, to make sales, to increase my traffic flow. Mm -hmm. And I just did everything that I could. Didn't know anything. Well, social media wasn't that big back then. Right. I think they had something starting called MySpace. (laughs) The beginning of the social media. I was clueless. Uh I didn't even bother with that. So, you know, I look at it as just God's grace and my timing. Uh huh. You know, it was just my time. Right. So, um, I uh, just did what I could in those eight days out of the month. Wow. And then I also um, made myself available to anyone that wanted to have an evening appointment. So if they wanted to have an evening appointment to shop, I would go in after work. I love this. So you're doing almost like a custom situation for folks. Are you still doing that or is that just kind of how no, it started? I don't do that now because I work six days a week right now. <laughs> She's like, girl, I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> I barely get any sleep. Okay? Uh-huh. But I love what I do, so it's okay with me. I love it. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, so... Tell me about where you get your inventory from and kind of the inspiration behind the international style boutique. Okay. Well, my idea was to have something different from your typical boutique. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have your typical high-priced boutique. Uh-huh. Um, so I decided to go global. And prior to moving to Virginia, I lived in California. Mm-hmm. And I lived in the Bay Area, and I ran across a shop that sold uh, clothing from Morocco, from India, yeah. um, mainly Morocco and India. Mm-hmm. And so I contacted the owner of the business and asked her if she would sell wholesale to me. Interesting. And she said, sure. sure. <laughs> and so when I started out, I was mainly selling clothing from Morocco. Okay. And I also started, um, I taught myself how to make jewelry. Uh So I was designing jewelry as well. So initially I had clothing from Morocco and my handmade jewelry. And then I said, you know, everybody's not going to like this style because it's a totally different style. Right. It's very chic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little high priced, Mm -hmm. very comfortable, very flowy. Right. So it's flattering to different sizes and Mm -hmm. shapes. Um, But I realized that I needed to expand my inventory. Uh So then I started including merchandise from India, which is also flowy, very lightweight, um, and very accommodating for different sizes. Got it. Um, So that's how I started getting into the global. And then over the years, I would meet different vendors. So I have vendors from Tibet. Mm -hmm. I have vendors from Turkey. I have vendors vendors from the Himalayas. And so I sell clothes from all of those different areas in the world. How incredible. Yeah. So actually being able to form those relationships, that's that's really amazing. But it makes it very exciting. It's oh. colorful. Mm-hmm. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to have racks of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I always try to keep it fresh and new, bring in something that's different. Um, I listen to my customers and try to accommodate some of the things that they're looking for. And then I just go with things that I'm attracted to. Uh So when you walk into my store, there is an explosion of color. 
and style. I love it. So it's one of the, whenever Kathy came home with this incredible tie-dye jumpsuit, I was like, oh my God, where did you get that? She's like, she doesn't have any more. I was like, I hate you. I was like, I want it. <laughs> so, and so that's just kind of the thing. It's like, you won't necessarily see that piece come back in. Is that how that's kind of works? It's like the beautiful things come, then as they come, then when they're gone, they're gone. Some things I will bring back if they're still available mm -hmm. and if they were very popular. But I still try to have a variety of yeah. a style. So if you see um, a tie-dye jumpsuit, mm -hmm. there's going to be different colors. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I said, it accommodates different styles for different tastes. Right. So I try to have things that are a little bit boho chic. Yeah. So the Moroccan is more boho chic mm -hmm. for the women that don't want to wear tie-dye. Mm -hmm. I never wore tie-dye before I had my store. Right. Now you're Which like, I love it. I got a closet full of it's it. Crazy <laughs> to me. You know, I, I was not bohemian mm -hmm. before I had my store. Funny. Is that, so is that where the name came from? It's just because of the inventory you were pulling and you're like so bohemian. Well, you know, initially the name of my business was Jewel Stones. Oh. Because I was making jewelry. Yeah. And that was odd. So I said, I'll go with jewel stones. And then as time went on, you you learn and you grow as you have your business. Right. And it wasn't a jewelry store. It was a combination of clothing and jewelry. Mm -hmm. And then I expanded into accessories, which I'll get to later. Yeah. Um, but the bohemian, the so bohemian came when I moved to Mill Street because I didn't want people to think it was a jewelry store and just walk by because they weren't looking for jewelry. Right. My store is a combination of jewelry. I sell handbags. Mm -hmm. Actually, some of the purses that I carry are from Molly. Interesting. And then I carry the uh, canvas bags, which uh -huh. are really nice. I carry hand beaded bags, which Beautiful. are nice. Mm -hmm. um, and then I carry African baskets that are made in Ghana. How beautiful. They're great for uh, shopping, for going to the beach, mm -hmm. for decoration in your store. Um, I use them for everything, even carrying my junk. <laughs> You're um, like, they just work. <laughs> yeah, the baskets are just, they're wonderful. They're colorful. They're sturdy. And um, they're just very useful. Love it. Um, I also carry uh, pillows that are made in Turkey. Beautiful. And they're made out of an old killum fabric. I'm trying to go through my store mentally mm -hmm. as I'm talking to you. I carry beautiful handmade belts from Morocco. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? Scarves. So that's why I call it an eclectic mix. Right. Well, it sounds like you have home goods in the same way that you have fashion and they all just kind of go together with the whole, not Moroccan, but like not just Moroccan, but you know, the, yeah, the, the global vibe, which is very hot right now. And sounds like it has been for 14 years. So she's not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And you know, I like to, to sell items that will carry on year after year. Yeah, timeless. So you don't have to constantly be buying something that's new and trending. Right. I don't follow trends. Right. I just go with things that I think you can wear five years later, right. and it's still cute. You have a curated collection. If I like it, then you're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> so and this was your first time in Aquaquan, right? My very first time. I love it. So, like listeners, if you don't know, Aquaquan is a it's a small it's a historic fishing village that's right outside of Woodbridge, uh, and they have the cutest shops and the cutest little restaurants. We go down there at least twice a week for either for lunch or for dinner or 
whatever that may have you. And I'm all about shopping local to begin with. But yeah, they have the greatest stuff over there. So no wonder you fell in love with it. And you guys, because you live in Prince William County, you live in Woodbridge, right? I do. Uh, yeah. You, and you've lived here for many, many years. Like, you know, for you said it's 98. Yes. I love it. Okay. Uh, so how did you find your way to Prince William County in general? Well, my husband and I and the kids, we were living in California in the Bay Area, which I absolutely love. But he wanted the kids to grow up around family, Mm -hmm. specifically their grandparents and their cousins and aunts. So he brought me to Prince William County, kicking and screaming. (laughs) He said it'll be good for the kids. You know, the job market is great there. The schools are good there. So I gave in, and um, it's been very good living here. Um, I actually found out that my kids were pretty behind uh, from being in the schools in California. So How interesting. I didn't, yeah. The schools here are much better. Don't know if I should say that, but they are. Right. And um, they both have become very successful in their careers uh, based on their education. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was a good move. And I don't know if I would have ever opened my business. Yeah, I mean, things kind of happened when they were supposed to, but mm-hmm. it's been very good. Everything happens for a reason and in the time that it's supposed to. Exactly. That's so exciting. That's fun. So are you still making your own jewelry? Did you? So you started 14 years ago with the jewelry. Are you still yes. making that line or... Well, with the jewelry, because I work, once I retired and Mm -hmm. I went into the store full time, Mm -hmm. the store just took over. Ah. And so when when I'm creating jewelry, I like to take my time and really put my heart into what I'm making. Mm -hmm. And the pieces that I make are not, I try to make one of a kind. Um, If I'm doing like little stretchy bracelets or something like that, Mm -hmm. I try to put a little twist on it. Um, They're quick and easy to make, but my favorite is to make beautiful necklaces, and they take so much time when you're creating, so I don't make the jewelry as much as before, Mm -hmm. Um, but the jewelry that I buy is handmade. Awesome. So I just try to find things that are really eclectic and different and that are statement pieces. Of course. I truly miss making jewelry as much as I did before. but I think once I get some really good help in the store, mm-hmm. then I'll be able to carve out some time to make some jewelry. Oh, I love that. So I'm glad you said really good help in the store because let's shift gears a little bit and just okay. talk about to your experience as being a business owner. So okay. prior, you know, prior to us starting the mic, you said that you didn't know what you were doing whenever you first started this, and it's been kind of a growing experience. So What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? And if you were to give advice to people who are thinking about getting into, you know, the boutique business, what would you do? Well, first of all, I did not have a business plan. Wow. I did not have a clue what I was doing. I just kind of jumped in and it was what I call OJT Mm -hmm. on the job job training. training. Uh So I cried a lot because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to grow my customer base. Um, Initially, I would talk people right out the door. They would come in, and I'd start talking. (laughs) And I'd just talk, 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 talk. 
And I'm like, okay, you can't do that because you're scaring people off. You're just talking too much. Uh So I had to learn how to analyze people as they were coming in. Mm -hmm. Does she want help? Um, Does she know what she wants? Um, I had to learn how to read their bodies Mm -hmm. and see what items would look best on them, make suggestions, look at what they were wearing, the colors they were wearing. Mm -hmm. So I call it reading a customer. Um, Also, I don't believe in pouncing on people when they come in the door. Right. I greet them, let them know I'm available if they have any questions, um, ask if they're looking for anything in particular. Um, I just kind of go with that. I kind of go with the flow of the customers. And also, I treat customers like people. Mm-hmm. I don't treat them like the next sale. Right. Okay? I'm not in the business to just become a millionaire. I want to make women feel good I want them to feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. When they buy something in my store, I want them to feel good. Right. So a lot of times I will tell my customers, they'll come out of the dressing room and they'll say, so what do you think? Do you think I look good? Does it fit me okay? And the first thing I say to them is, how do you feel? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Do yeah. you like it? Because if you don't feel good when you put it on and think that you look pretty, then you might buy it based on my recommendation then they're gonna be mad (laughs) you'll get it home and you'll say why did i buy this right i don't even really like this it doesn't look good on me so that's my main goal Mm -hmm. is to make sure that the customer feels good Mm -hmm. and is happy with their purchase right well that's certainly half the battle right there as a business owner is you know working with your client base so how did you train yourself to were you did you read books did you just kind of like get in tune with yourself and and figure all these things out or did you hire a business coach or never had a business coach i learned everything on my own i taught um, myself how to make jewelry mm-hmm. with no classes mm-hmm. um as far as learning how to help customers I just kind of took my time and like you said go into yourself Mm -hmm. and figure out what am I doing wrong here um and just you know I was just myself right and I like I said I treat them like people Mm -hmm. coming in I wanted them to come into my store and totally forget about outside and just totally be absorbed in the environment Mm -hmm. in the store so So creating a full experience for people not just love it exactly so when you come in first the first thing that's going to hit you if they notice the fragrance in the store Mm -hmm. and they hear the music and it relaxes them because i have global music playing awesome okay and the environment is warm and inviting and friendly Mm mm-hmm And so when you go into a store, it kind of relaxes you immediately. And then you want to look around and you want to see what's in there. Mm -hmm. Now, the store, it is a tiny store. Um, But I just tried to make the most of the space. I wanted it to be open enough where they can walk through. But also, it's I'm full from top to bottom, front to back. I used the space as much as I could. Right without being overcrowded. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just try to make a... Some ladies 
and I, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I think it's okay. <laughs> they get so comfortable in my store mm-hmm. that I have had women come out of the dressing room sometimes, you know, showing a little bit. And I'm like, Girlfriend, no, you're no, still no, in no, public. No. Let's go back in the dressing room and cover you up. They're like, I'm comfortable though, I'm, but the window's there. Right. And somebody mm-hmm. might walk in. So, you know, they get really, really comfortable. They yeah. keep their shoes off. That's amazing. Well, that's a testament to the the brand that you've built and to the home that you've built for your customers, which is exciting. I'm still looking to actually create brand merchandise, mm-hmm. uh, so bohemian merchandise, mm-hmm. uh, just something that people can wear, um, just little custom items that have my logo yeah. and my brand on it. That's cute. And I'm sure it would go over really well, really well. I know that Nisha, she just started doing her own rooted, like rooted apparel and things. And yes. we do that as well for East and Ivy. We have the fun little apparel. So it's like, you know, people who want to support whenever they love a brand, they want to tell everybody about it. So exactly. yeah, they would love that. I'm sure. Now the social media is something that is quite a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a website, which we'll talk about later, I guess, mm-hmm. but I'm on um, my website Instagram and uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. So what I do with my customers is I photograph them mm-hmm. and I also videotape them. Love. So if they're open to being videotaped, mm-hmm. I use them as models mm-hmm. because to me, the best way to understand what's in the store is to see different women in the clothing, right? Different heights, different weights different nationalities, mm-hmm. um, wearing their So Bohemian garments yeah. and modeling it. And it has gone over really well. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure that that feels fun for people too, because they get to be a part of your store at that point, even more than you would necessarily, you know, if you went to like a White House black market or something like that, like a big chain store. They love it. They mm-hmm. really do. And they're excited because I'm posting them. Yeah. And so they can show their friends And then some of the customers, the younger ones who are a lot more savvy, Mm -hmm. um, if they don't get photographed or videotaped, they will take their own pictures or videos Mm -hmm. and they will post it and tag me. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten a lot of good shots that way also. Mm -hmm. But I think it kind of, it just opens it up a little bit more and it helps people to really see what So Bohemian is about. Yeah. You have done a beautiful job of making this niche market. I was just talking to Q about this earlier. We went to a place over in um, in Fairfax yesterday. I was like, I feel like they're having an identity crisis because there's so many things going on and you can't pinpoint exactly what they're doing. Um, but you, you've done like, no, this is what we do. We are Bohemian. We are global. We are, the, you know, it's like we are a, a family is not the word, but like a very comfortable house for you to invite your friends into to, yes. to come, which is why you've been around for 14 years and why you didn't have to shut the door uh, within two years. So. Well, I am determined. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this business. Mm-hmm. And even when the economy crashed in 2008, mm-hmm. I survived that. Wow. Um, I survived COVID. Um, and you know the economy goes up and up down. Up and down, yeah. Um, but it didn't affect me mm-hmm. at all. 
Now, sometimes around January, after Christmas, people I'm came like, in and buy all the stuff. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I know it's going to get a little slow because it's after Christmas and everyone has spent all their money. <laughs> but, you know, I just have faith mm-hmm. and I just keep going from yeah. week to week. Um, being in business, there are up days and down days, there are panic days. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, It's like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And I just say you have to ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Don't give up no matter what. Right. Just don't give up. So did you, so you said you didn't have a business plan in the very beginning. So you like actually financed this all yourself in I the very, did. that's incredible. In the very beginning, uh-huh. I took a loan out. Right. Didn't take enough out because <laughs> I had no idea how much money I needed. Right. So, you know, I got my husband and my son to paint the place uh-huh. and to help me out. I fed my son's friends, uh-huh. come in here, we're going to have a pizza party <laughs> and you're going to paint, uh-huh. okay? And um, I just used what I had and I was pinching pennies. Mm-hmm. At times I had to use my own personal money. Right. Um, it was a struggle in the beginning Yeah. because I had no plan. Right. I didn't know anything about having a business plan. Do you have one now? No. (laughs) (laughs) I figure I've gone this far. And so, but I do have um, someone that helps me with the finances Uh and gives me advice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I look at other businesses that are where I want to go. Right. And um, so I'm constantly trying to teach myself um, how to do better, how to do business better. Right. Um, because I am getting older <laughs> and it's a lot of work trying to run a business um, single-handedly. I completely you can't understand do that. everything. Do you have employees or no. is it just, just you? It's just me. Oh my goodness. Now I have had college students off and on through the years, I would say uh, for about five years mm-hmm. out of 14. Mm-hmm. But they were there during the summer, mm-hmm. and then they would go back to college. But I had some true gems working with me. Mm-hmm. So I had one young lady that um, she majored in uh, visual merchandising. Uh, it would have been a great person to have on staff. So yeah. she was a, a big help during this. She worked for me for two summers. Mm-hmm. And so she helped a lot with the models and the staging, moving things around the store, making it look pretty, Mm -hmm. or just making it look different. And then I had another young lady that spoke several languages, and she knew how to do video, and she did photography. So she did a lot of that for me. Yeah. Set up my Instagram, set up my Facebook. I mean, they were true gems, but then they had to leave. <laughs> they had to go back to college. I know. So, mm. but you know, I made the best of the time that they gave me and um and it's it's working pretty good and I'm still in touch with them. So, if mm. I have a question or an urgent need, for social media or photography or something, they're available to answer my questions. Mm-hmm. Where do you see So Bohemian going? Because you mentioned like you want you look at stores that you'd like to emulate about kind of like where they are, where you'd like to go. What is the vision of where you see yourself going? Well, I really don't want to be a chain. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be an exclusive boutique. Um, I would like to do more online. 
I'm not comfortable with online sales and shopping when it comes to clothing mm-hmm. because you can't touch it. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it's going to fit. Um, and I've heard horror stories about people shopping online. Mm-hmm. They get it. It doesn't fit. They're sending it back. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I have to learn about. Um, there are certain items in my store, such as vests and dusters and belts and purses, those type of things. Eventually, I'd like to start selling more online, but I would need some help to mm-hmm. manage that mm-hmm. because running the store and running online, that's two different jobs. Right. Um, so I am in search of the perfect assistant. Right. They don't have to be a perfect individual, but somebody that sees my vision, um, that knows the vibe of the store, and is really good with social media. Got it. And can run that part of it for me because it's it's too much for me. Mm-hmm. Describe your perfect person that would fit this role for you. Someone that is not afraid to make suggestions to me about change, Mm -hmm. okay? Changes that I don't necessarily see when it comes to going online. Uh, Someone that can see my vision, um, the bohemian vibe. Um, Someone that can help me in the store if I need help because I never get a break. Right. And what are your hours? I am there from... Tuesday to Friday from 12 to 5 mm-hmm. online. 12 to 5 are the core hours. 12 to 8 are the real hours. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I'll close at 5, but I'm still there one or two hours cleaning up, mm-hmm. moving things around, placing orders, mm-hmm. changing mannequins, uh, trying to post social media, all of that. And then on Saturday, so... Tuesday to Friday, 12 to 5, Saturday, 11 to 6, Sunday, 12 to 5. Monday is supposed to be my day off, but sometimes I'm in there on Monday doing other things. Like running Days errands. off as a small business owner is a beautiful concept. <laughs> you know, with a small business, you have to be totally committed. Mm-hmm. You really do. You can't think that you want a small business and think that it's just a part-time little thing. Uh, unless you're selling one product, that makes a big difference. I'm selling 20, 30 different products. So I have to stay on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to, just getting back to your question, be have a better online presence as far as being able, because people want to shop online. That's just the way it is. So I have to be better at that. Um, but I do need help with that. Um, and I'd like to maybe just work part-time in the store and have someone that could maybe fill in a couple of days a week so I can have just one day, mm-hmm. maybe two, just to relax a little bit and drink some coffee and smell the roses. <laughs> just a little break. Yeah. I don't want to get burnt out. I understand. Because I love what I do, and I am in constant go mode. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm up at 1 o'clock in the morning trying to create a video post 
So I get very little sleep. I'm just constantly in go mode. We're going to have to find you the perfect assistant, Miss Ma'am. <laughs> so, I would love it. I yeah. would love it. Would that be a full-time position or would it be a part-time position? Or what do you kind of see? I think part-time initially. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where it goes. Um, because I don't want to just totally take myself out and just put it all on someone. Part-time would work for me. Part-time for social media and part-time helping out in the store. Well, you hear that, Wanders? She's looking for the fabulous assistant. I'm, I'm already racking my brain. I'm like, okay, I've got like three phone calls to make after this and say, hi. <laughs> like kids who have graduated college and they're kind of trying to figure out what they want to do, fashion industry, merchandising, those kind of things, who have a passion for small business. So that's so exciting that you're, that you're ready to grow like that. So biggest piece of advice that you would give to somebody starting out other than get a business plan? Make sure that you are committed to it, okay, because it takes a strong commitment. Um, I do outside events as well. Mm-hmm. Like this past weekend, I did a two-day event at the Fredericksburg Expo Center. So like trunk show type things or? I wouldn't even consider it a trunk show. It's a, an event where vendors are there. Mm-hmm. So there were like 100 vendors there. Um, I used to do an event in Washington, D.C., Every other Fridays, it was uh, called Market Southwest. And so every other Friday, I was going to Washington, D.C. to do an event from 4 to 10 at night outside. Wow. Okay. And you're you're selling things. You're selling clothing or baskets or whatever you may have you. Got it. Exactly. So getting back to your question, make sure that you are committed uh, all the way. Uh, My business is on my mind even in my sleep, because there's always something new to learn. Um, Don't stop learning. Uh, Take courses, go to seminars, um, seek out a professional business advisor. Mm -hmm. Um, Have someone to handle your accounting so that you don't have to do that, Mm -hmm. the accounting and payroll, Um, and be friendly, be open to new ideas, and suggestions, and look at businesses that have achieved what you want to achieve, and talk to them, find out what they did to get where they are. I love it. Well, Nathalie, you are have just been a gem to talk to. So tell everybody where they can find you, and then what your website is and your Instagram. Okay, uh, the business is So Bohemian. I am located at three ten. D like in David Mill Street in historic Occoquan. My website is www.sobohemian.com. My Instagram is sobohemianva, and that's V like in Victor, A like in Apple. Sobohemianva, and the what the uh, Facebook is also sobohemianva. Awesome. Well, everybody give her a follow. She has the trend. Well, not even the trendiest, just like the funnest little outfits that I've ever seen. And they look great on everybody, every age, every body shape, every everything. So she's wonderful. If you find yourself in Aquaquan, go over there because you will not be disappointed. But we love you, Wanderers. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely, Nathalie. Thank you so much. All righty. You know? The thing I love most about our communities is the people who make them up and the amazing stories that they have to share. 
If you know someone you think has a great story and a great business, please reach out. You can find us on Instagram at East underscore and underscore Ivy and on Facebook at East and Ivy or my favorite way, which is good old fashioned email at Nicole and I C O L E at East and Ivy Thanks again for listening. Wonders. This is your host, Nicole Canole. We'll talk again soon.